Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Care Patrol of Connecticut in New York is your number one partner for securing safe senior living options and navigating the senior care continuum. Their services are at no cost to you, and they guide you through the entire process. Visit www.carepatrolct.com for details. So this is Lisa on the law. Guess what? I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1984. It's a long time, right? I went to NYU Law School. I graduated in 1984. I took the bar. I passed the first time. Whew, it was, you know what the great thing about it was? I got really skinny. I was in the zone where I studied from 8 a.m. to 12 midnight every day at the Bulbs Library, the beautiful library with the black and white checkered floor at NYU, right on, you know, right on uh, Washington Square Park there, right on Vanderbilt. And um, I studied like crazy. After I took the bar, I went away with Bill. We went to Greece and Israel for three and a half weeks. It was marvelous. And anyway, I found that I passed months, months later. I uh, got sworn in. And then a few years later, I moved to Connecticut and I got sworn in here. So I've been a member of the Connecticut and New York bars for a very long time. Very, very, very. And um, the areas that I concentrate on are mostly real estate and estate administration. This is not for my private practice, which I've given up, but uh, this is a matter of me on the air realizing that there are a lot of people who have questions about general areas of law, and it's getting harder and harder to know that you're getting accurate information online unless you're an expert and you know exactly what to look for. So in other words, if a doctor looks up something online, they know where to zoom in, they know where the source is, they know how to find out if it's right. I'm the same way. I can tell you in a minute and a half or less if the source that you're looking at is a reliable one or not when it comes to law because I've been doing it my whole life. So I'm also a probate judge. I'm the probate judge of Westport and Weston. So many people don't understand trusts, wills, powers of attorney, Healthcare planning documents. What do they do? Somebody died in the family. What's the first thing they do? How do they navigate it? What happens if someone does have a will, doesn't have a will, has relatives, doesn't have relatives, fights with relatives, doesn't like the executor, has somebody in their life that's acting as executor of an estate, they haven't gotten their money yet, what's going on? Nothing's been filed in probate court. I mean, I get these in general all the time. 
So we have Lisa on the law on Mondays at 1130, and we queue it up. If you want to call and ask me a question, we've got somebody who, um, we've got something online, but I would prefer a real voice. So we'll give you a chance during this segment at 203-333-9422 to call in. But let's take the online. Justin, what was our online question? Today's question is from Charles and I believe Bridgeport. And he says, uh, hi, Lisa. My question is regarding adding my wife to the deed of our home in Bridgeport. I purchased the home 19 years ago, six months before we got married. Should I add her to the deed in the event of death to avoid probate court? And if so, is that something I could do myself or should I hire a lawyer? So number one, Charles, I have no idea whether or not you should do something or not. That would literally be legal advice and that's not what I'm doing. But what I can tell you is a little bit about the impact uh, and the different ways that people are titled on deeds as a matter of general information. So obviously, if you own a deed in your own name, when you pass on, that deed will become part of your probatable estate, and the real estate has to go through probate, which means if there's a will, the will will have to be admitted to probate, and if there isn't, you'll come in as an intestate uh, testator, somebody who died without a will, and then your property will go to your next of kin. If your next of kin is only your wife, then your wife will get the whole real estate, if your next of kin consists of a wife and children, then your wife and the children are the same children from the wife. Then the wife will get the first $100,000 from the real estate, and then the rest of it will be split 50-50. Your wife gets 50%. Your children split the other 50%. And that's the way it goes. And if you don't have a wife or children, then it goes to parents. And if you don't have parents, it goes to siblings. And there's whole laws about that. But so if you don't do anything, if you just leave the, the deed in your own name, then you really need to figure out, you, I would strongly advise you to make a will because you're going to want to make sure that the property goes to who you want it to go to. Uh, in terms of what, what the other ways of leaving property are or what the other deeds can do, uh, you can convey to your wife with you and your wife as what we call joint tenants with right of survivorship. And what that means is that the immediate time of passing of either you or your wife, the other person on the deed actually owns the entire property by what we call operation of law. You don't need a will. A will is irrelevant. It doesn't pass through probate court. The ownership vests in the other person by operation of law. So if you go, and by the way, you can do this yourself, but you're strongly advised not to because a deed is a, a legal instrument. It needs to be signed and witnessed in accordance with law. You need to sign it. It must be notarized, and there must be two witnesses who are not related to you who are not actually getting the property. And then it has to be recorded properly, which means you have to go to your town clerk, your city clerk in Bridgeport, and you have to bring with it a Connecticut conveyance tax affidavit. It needs to be filled out properly with that, and there's typically no conveyance tax charged if you're going to be giving your property between you and your wife. But you can either give the property to your wife outright, in other words, gift the whole thing to her and then you're not on the title. You can gift it to her as joint tenants with right of survivorship where each of you retain a 50% interest in the property. However, however, at the time of death, that other person automatically inherits that person's interest. Or the third way you can do it is by something called tenants in common, which is you're gifting your wife 50% interest in the property, and those 50% interests are separate. 
such that your 50% interest passes by means of your will and her 50% interest passes by means of her will. In Connecticut, the default, if your will does not say joint tenants, the default in Connecticut is tenancy in common. So if your, pardon me, not will, if your deed does not specify when you give your property to someone that in fact you are giving it as joint tenants and use the word joint tenants in the deed, then the default in Connecticut is tenancy in common, which means the law says that you wanted her to have half and you to have half and each of it to pass through your estate. And that's, that's basic real estate 101 in terms of deeds. How does it come up in real life? I'll tell you how it comes up in real life. Many times, if you think about when you bought your real estate, you relied on the advice of your attorney who represented you, and you didn't really look at the deed. Why? Because you didn't sign the deed. The deed is signed by the seller, not the buyer. So when you went to your closing, you got a deed. You probably never looked at it. Well, you should look at it. And the reason you should look at it is this. If you're a married couple, you may have assumed that the deed was deeded to you as joint tenants with right of survivorship. And you may have assumed that if something, God forbid, happens to your spouse, you have the real estate. You have your home. You don't have to worry about it. Will or no will. Children or no children. Stepchildren or no stepchildren. It's your house. However... If that magic language in the deed saying as joint tenants with right of survivorship isn't there, then you're in a little bit of trouble because then what happens is when your spouse passes away, his half interest has to go through probate and it's a process. It takes a while. It's not automatic and perhaps it's a second wife for a set of children and he left his property in a way that he thought was evenly dividing it among his children and you, but you guys always had an understanding that you'd have the house, guess what you don't? This has happened in probate court a couple of times in my tenure as a probate judge. What's even more common is that when somebody passes away, they thought they got the whole house, and then they go to sell it, and they realize they don't own the whole house. And so because this magic language of survivorship was not in the deed, they have to go to probate court and file a full estate on behalf of their deceased spouse who might have died 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 20 years ago. They have to open a new estate just for the half interest in the house so that they can get a release of lien properly in order to be able to convey title to a third-party purchaser. So this is what I want to say to you. If you own a house and you're married, you probably want to check the deed by which you have your house. And if you intended, if between you and your husband, you always intended that you, the house would be automatically yours when somebody passes away, you need to look at that deed. Now, can you find that deed online? You can. Connecticut online real estate deeds are not as great as other states. Other states are much easier to find and they're freer and cheaper and everything else, but you can find it. You can always call your town clerk. You can always go to your town or city clerk and get a copy of the deed and pay a couple of bucks and see it yourself if you don't have it in your files. 
And maybe your local town or city clerk has a very adept online base and you can do it that way too. But it is of record and you will be able to find it. And you're looking for that magic language. You're looking to see whether or not the conveyance to you as grantee was made as a joint tenant with right of survivorship. That's magic language. In some states like New York, for example, you don't need that language. It only has to say his wife or her husband. So if it says, I give, you know, 99 Main Street to Bill and Lisa Wexler or to William Wexler and Lisa Wexler, his wife, her, yeah, his wife, if it says that in New York, it automatically establishes joint tenancy. It doesn't need to say with right of survivorship. The fact that on the deed it was understood that we were married is enough for the law to assume that you wanted it to be joint tenants, but not in Connecticut. In the great state of Connecticut, without those magic words, joint tenants or joint tenants with right of survivorship, you're out of luck. It's half and half. And that can create real estate problems later on. I'm Lisa Wexler. We'll be right back. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, let's go to Kim. Hi, Kim. Kim from Stratford. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. So I have a question. There was a dentist I had been seeing and in 2022, my son had just died, and oh. I went to see the dentist, oh. and she began pulling my teeth, stating that the Novocaine did not work on me. And um, so it was a horrific uh, thing that I went through. Um, the teeth were extracted with no Novocaine. Oh. I'm wondering, can I do anything legally about this? Um, well, the, the answer is, let me give you a general answer without giving you legal advice, Kim. Okay. The general, the general answer is, I don't know whether or not these facts, circumstances rise to the level of dental malpractice. I don't know, but, but I know this, I know that we have a short statute of limitations for any medical malpractice in Connecticut. It's only two years. And right. so, and so you should go to a lawyer, a personal injury lawyer. And, um, if you want offline, I can try and find you several. I can, I can certainly give you some names and, um, that, that attorney will have an obligation to investigate this case to see whether or not the treatment that you got ro- rises to the level of malpractice. Uh, the, the, in order to have malpractice, it has to be a deviation from the standard of care, and it's very fact-specific. So, okay. so 
but a lawyer will evaluate this. Now, the typical personal injury lawyer doesn't do medical malpractice. Medical malpractice is a bit of a subspecialty because it requires um, heavy lifting. Uh, Typically, malpractice lawsuits don't settle very often, or they don't settle until the eve of trial. Uh, The insurance companies really work hard to defend their clients who are dentists and doctors on these cases. And so while these cases are plugging along, the law firm is carrying the case. You don't spend any money, Kim. You don't have to lay out any money. If you can find a law firm to represent you, but it's only a two-year statute of limitations from the date that this happened. So you're now coming up to one year, right? It's already September of uh, 2023 soon. So you need... Yeah, that's correct. It's just that my son had just died and I had to change my appointment um, to the next month so I can do handle the arrangements. I was in such a bad mental, emotional state with grieving over him when this happened to me. And I I mean, I, I didn't even understand what was going on, you know, and she was telling the assistant who didn't seem to have an experience. Oh, you know, she has a problem with Novocaine. I had been seeing this uh, dentist uh, previously. So I don't know why she did this to me. Um, And I have PTSD from it. And um, I went to another dentist, and I just had an all-out panic attack. You know, and um, so it's really hard. So I really do want something done with this. I heard that I would have to contact the dental association, write them in the health department. I don't know uh, what else. I've tried calling around to lawyers. I haven't gotten anywhere yet. Have you called lawyers? I have called a few lawyers and they said this was not something they handle. Right. That's why I say you have to go to a lawyer who handles this. If you send me an email offline, Lisa at LisaWexler.com, I can put you in touch with lawyers that I know will investigate the matter. I have no idea whether or not they will take on the matter, but I can put you in touch with the lawyers that would investigate the matter. Right. Okay. okay. I'm All right. sorry Thank for you, so you honey. Sure. Pleasure. <laughs> sorry for you. Yeah. I mean, for most people going to a dentist is a nightmare anyway. And, and the good ones, the good ones try and make it, you know, easy on us. But, um, Thank you, Kim. You know, I am allergic to Novocaine. I, my heart goes too fast. It's something in the Novocaine itself. Um, I think it's epinephrine that's in Novocaine. And I can't take Novocaine because it makes my heart flutter. It's too uncomfortable for me. So I always have to sit in the chair and tell the dentist, no Novocaine. Let's remember, no Novocaine for me. But they give me something else called Carbocaine, which doesn't have the epinephrine. And it numbs my teeth, but for a shorter period of time. They got to get in and they got to get out, which is fine for me. Like fast, faster is better. Okay. Thank you. Um, We have a caller, Kim, who wanted to recommend that there is an organization for people who lost children called Compassionate Friends, which might be a useful support group for you because you lost a child. And that's a good idea. Thank you, Cheryl, for calling. We have a wonderful audience. Everybody always has something to offer in the community that is the Lisa Wexler Show. And I appreciate that very much. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 